Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I'm so glad you're here listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are streamed or watching us on our YouTube channel. Um, If you haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, I really would encourage you to do that. It's on the Katinas YouTube channel. Um, We post every week's episode there and you can see us here in the office around the table and um, yeah so thank you in advance for doing that and thank you to everyone who supports this show um, and supports our ministry uh, with prayer uh, by consuming our content and also financially we we couldn't do this without you guys Um, and I want you to know that when you support us financially it goes to things like this podcast but uh, much more beyond that it goes to our Katina Ministries which is Um, an umbrella that covers things like outreach uh, through our Love Squared missions, Love God and Love People, um, doing a lot of great work here in our hometown of Franklin, Tennessee. Um, Obviously, it supports our songs and stories, our music ministry, um, as well as supports the cousin community, which is something that's really important to us. Um, And many of you who listen to this show or watch the show are a part of that community. So welcome back. Um, We love living life with you. laughing, crying, telling stories, uh, all of those things that we get to do together. It's a blessing for us to be a part of that. So if you're interested in learning more about the the Katina Ministries, please visit thekatinas.com and you'll find more information there. So thanks in advance for that. All right. I'm joined today by two of the five brothers, one my dad, Joe, and my uncle James. Guys, thank you guys for being here. Um, Thanks for having absolutely. having us, Josh. It's good to be back. I yes. thought you were going to say you were joined by two of the greats, but oh. yeah. <laughs> nope. two of the yeah. OGs. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, my dad, one of I, I have a uh, with, with my therapist. He asked me, "What are your were your family values growing up?" And number one, Uncle James was humility. Humility, <laughs> humility. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was humility and shame. We didn't know yeah. which one was which. Yeah. No, but thank you guys for being here. You guys have um, been on the road lately. I know we took yesterday off and we're yeah. back in the office today. Um, give me a quick update. How was was the, the last few, I guess, week for you guys? Ooh, the, the last few weeks, in some ways, it feels like it was a blur. But um, truthfully, it was a, a very active, I would say, month, really, yeah. for the entire month of uh, September. Um, probably have done more dates this month than any other month to date. And we're grateful, obviously. We're just thankful, uh, especially in, in ministry, but in this business, the music business, you know, it's uh, really since the shutdown, um, bands and artists they they've got a they've had to be more creative 
and more open <laughs> and flexible in in stringing together tours and dates. So to have a month like September, uh, we're just absolutely grateful. We're grateful to churches, promoters. We've been a part of, um, we've been invited to several private events. And so to be able to still do what we love to do and, you know, and, and, and earn a living taking care of uh, our families, the Katina Ministries operation. Man, what a, what a blessing it is. So it's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been an active, I think we, I don't know how many miles we've racked up, Joe, but it was, it was been a lot of uh, traveling on, on planes. Um, uh, one of the highlights uh, for me, what, and I believe it was this month, was we actually uh, played at a, it was a private show for um, a lady's, uh, I think it was her 80th birthday. Wow. Right? And, and again, you know, I mean, shout out to, to families and, and to this family who they, they go all out, you know, in honoring, you know, I, she's the matriarch of this family and they did it in this big um, uh, event room at a, a hotel in in Miami, Florida, and it was just a a great time of celebration. Awesome. Doing a, an entire show, you know, for probably a hundred people. Wow. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it's it, you know we don't do a lot of private events like that, but that was that was a, a special one, and um, you know, again. Uh, just just grateful and 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 that that God continues to sustain us um, a couple of the guys are are resting up right now because we're gearing up for another long uh, well a full week of shows in Hawaii and we're looking forward to that um, so while we're feeling it in our bodies you know the older we get the travel you know takes its toll but overall man I I am uh, absolutely grateful. Um, I got home the other day, and and my my wife reminded me. Said, you know, it's uh, National Daughters' Day. I can't keep up with all of these national days, yeah. right? So, I uh, so yesterday. So I guess that was two days ago. So yesterday, I um, I took my girls out, just spent time with them, nice. and uh, so the the days are 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 few at home right now in this season but um you know just to make the best of it is just a part of this this whole journey yeah yeah it's been good josh nonstop. um but glad to be home and as uncle said glad to be just have door open doors to uh just share the message hope and love with people uh people need need it and we know we're not the only ones out there sharing the message, but uh, it's an honor to be a part of just the Katina Ministries, and thank you to everyone who helps us to uh, go to places, so thankful to be home. I um, I know one of the events that you guys were at over the past week was a, a celebration of life mm-hmm. um, for someone that we, a, a family friend, Yeah, and I knew you guys were going to go to that, and I've been to a handful of events like that. Was it a funeral, like a full funeral service, or was it just a 
like was there a burial? Or? Yeah, they had the. There was a family. It was our dear friend Mick Mick mm-hmm. Ornelas. Uh, the Ornelas family lost the matriarch of their mm-hmm. family, uh, Anna Marie Ornelas, who was also a friend of ours, and she passed away suddenly last month. So we got invited to be a part. So the the burial was private in okay. the morning, and then that night was the memorial service or okay. celebration of life. Well, I wanted to ask you guys, because I've been to a handful of, of services like that, and I always feel that I leave them with kind of a refreshed perspective on things. And um, I wanted to ask you guys, like... Was there anything that you learned or took away from being at that event? Man, I'm glad you brought this up, Josh, because probably uh, at least for the month of September, that was one of the most, well, this year, most memorable uh, celebrations of life service that I've ever been to. Um, And so the question is why I think Miss Anna, who went to heaven, you know, she was a very, uh, she influenced her community in a huge way. But I, I would say like on a national, international level, people don't know who Anna Ornelas is. But if you were at that service, uh, like we had the opportunity to be, the impact she made, you would have thought that you were, I thought, I felt like I was at one of the most impacting people's lives ever because of the way she impacted her children. Uh, Mick and his siblings, uh, Matthew, Mark, Mike, uh, and Misha and Mick, uh, all phenomenal, gifted in their own right, singers, speakers, preachers, writers, videographers, spoken word, such a talented family. And I don't know, I think I related to them so much just because of our stories are similar grew up in pastor's homes. Their mom was the most influential li- person in their life, like Grandma C.I. was for us. And the way they spoke of her in such a fresh way, because they were, in the words of, of the person who gave the eulogy, their aunt, they were blindsided by this. Nobody saw this coming. So here's what I learned, is that we all have an opportunity to impact, and the responsibility, I think, to leave behind uh, a legacy that uh, somebody said, you know, people don't, people don't get honor, shouldn't get honor for what uh, they receive. You should be honored for what you give. Yeah. And Miss Anna gave her life and more. So I left that place thinking, you know, I love the platform. I'm thankful for the influence God has given me and uncles and you and our family over the years. But I think it's really important that that platform or that influence doesn't overshadow what's even more important. Yeah. Who am I as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather, as a friend, as a neighbor, not just as somebody from the stage? And again, thank God for those doors. Thank God that he uses a platform. But our life, man, is the platform. That's what I learned from Miss Anna's life. That's that's. Uh, it's always good to be reminded, and I think when we're confronted by death, we are reminded of the things that are lasting and the things that are yeah. not. Yeah. And um, 
I don't know. I, I, I think I've probably talked about this on the show before, but death has been something that I've been fortunate in my life not to have confronted it very much, mm-hmm. but it has, it's something that I spend, I feel like I spend a lot of time thinking about. Mm-hmm. And um, so whenever I do, I, I am, there is death, uh, a death around me or someone I know, it's um, just a reminder that to me that this life is short yeah. and tomorrow's never guaranteed. And that's an easy thing to say, but you really can wrap your head around it easier, I think, when whenever you're confronted with it like this. So, um, can I say something yeah. on that that whole death thing? I think, and I don't want to get too deep in this, but we're dying right now, right? There are cells falling off of our bodies. Where as soon as you're born, you're closer to death. And however, I'll be honest, I don't live in that state, and and I don't think, oh, I'm getting closer to death. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I just, it's not, I'm not conscientious of that. Uh, two days ago, we were flying home from L.A. I told you this. And um, literally, I, in some ways, I almost, I almost died or I, at least severely injured. Life could have been different in a, in a s- split second. And uh, basically, Uncle Yeti pulled me up from out of the, place I didn't and this shuttle bus zoomed by me in the airport park uh, curbside and so I think what I've been thinking since then about 48 hours since then is I wonder how many times I've really been close to death almost died that I just wasn't aware of I wonder how many times people you wake up and you know you left a little later if you left any earlier you would have gotten hit or if you left you left early. If you left any later, you might have had an accident. I just wonder how many times we really brush with death throughout life that we're not conscientious of about it. And I'm not saying that we should always think about death, but it is, like you said, life is short. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. The, the next hour is not guaranteed. So live life to the full. You know, when I got home... Um Chrissy and I were actually talking about that that situation and um, just having back and forth conversation. And she said, well, you know, just think about what we do for a living, you know, and the traveling that we do, which, which um, you know, 90% of it is is in, in the air on, on planes. And just what the statement you just made, Joe, I, I think it, it is absolutely true that even without thinking about it or dwelling on it and I don't think we need to dwell on it but we're 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 very close right in if if you look at data and if you look at just you know incidences that that have happened and when you were talking about uh Miss Anna Marie's life I was sitting in that celebration of life service and I was thinking we've been in in you know memorial services or funerals and it's quite the opposite where it was a, a very unfortunate situation and it, it, it was a person that really didn't have family or support and so as I'm sitting in in that the 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 service I was thinking to myself there was probably a couple hundred people that still in looking at 
Anna Marie's life, who she gave, and she she just was a great example of when she was here. It was still a wake up call, you know, for people to say, "Man, you know what? I'm I'm still breathing, and what what can the takeaway be for me to to live life fully, to give my life away, to have impact?" Because the truth is, it could be an incident like, you know, being on the, the curbside or, uh, and it doesn't even have to be in, in an airplane, whatever, what, what, whatever our, our time here on earth is, I, I, I think it's important to, to take stock. It doesn't matter if you're an older person or a younger person who's in the prime of your life. Man, what opportunities that we do have to just say, man, I'm, I'm just going to live every day as best as I, I can, you yeah. know? And uh, so I don't think about death often either, but when those moments do come, I, I'm, I'm hopefully just taking stock and, and thinking, what's the takeaway for me? And I think it's all about, well, how do you live your life moving forward? Yeah, that's good, Uncle. I... Um, kind of tied into this whole thought about death. I've been thinking lately about things, what are things in my life that are lasting? Um, I recently finished reading a book. It was the first time I read this book by one of the most famous authors of the English language, Charles Dickens. Uh, I read his book, A Tale of Two Cities. And it was written in, like, I think the mid-1800s. Charles Dickens was from England. Um, and the book is celebrated as, like, one of the great uh, novels in the English language. But as I was reading it, I was finding it very... It was a very uh, engaging story, but it took a lot of effort for me to read it because the English language change has changed since then and so he spoke and wrote in a way that people don't write today he used words and formed sentences and I don't know it was just uh it took a lot of focus and and effort to read it and as I was reading the story which is one of the more famous stories ever written in English I was thinking how long until English readers of the future they won't be able to understand this at all a hundred years, another two, three hundred years. And I've always, <clears throat> as a writer myself, I one of the things that I've told myself is when I write, this is something that will last. And I don't know, there was a wake-up call to me that time, as time goes by, everything fades away, or a lot of things fade away. Uh, even the things that we think are lasting forever. And one of the greatest novels of all time, one of the greatest writers of all time, eventually, even his works in the original language, they will fade away. And so I wonder, I'm curious to you guys, if you can think about it, what are the, what's, what are the things in life that we have that are lasting, that time can't wash away? Man, that's so good, John, Josh. Um, so... I'm going to just, I think that question makes me ponder what my parents passed on to me that's still lasting pretty strong. And I'm assuming what their parents passed on to them. 
and again, I'm just, this is my experience. Uh, I'm not saying that this is fact for everyone. Faith, you know, the faith that when I look at Josiah, my grandson, uh, maybe it's my hope, but it's also my belief that this kid's going to believe in God. He's going to have a relationship with Jesus. It's not, I don't question it. I pray for it. I hope for it. I just believe that. Well, I have faith in God. Uh, my parents had faith in God. Their parents had faith in God. Now, all of it, it wasn't a perfect faith, uh, and neither is mine, but it's still, it's strong. It's what helps me get through the day. Mom and I walk, walk this morning, and it, part of our walk was, she's like, you want to pray? Yeah, let's pray. And so, you know, it's not like something forced. It's something natural. Where did that come from? I believe it, mom and grandma and grandpa taught us how to do that. Grandma, uh, pa and gammer taught mom to do that. And their parents taught them. And I hopefully instilled that in you and Eli. And Eli will instill that in his son and you will in your kids. So faith, I think. Um, again, I'm not saying that's the, the, the situation for most families, but I think it can't, or all families. But I do think that I meet people when they didn't come from a faith background. That's something that... It, it, when it's new in them, I think that they're like, oh, how can I, I'm going to pass this on. Yeah. So that would be my first, uh, my immediate answer. Love the question because I th uh, the, the term um, lost art came to mind when you were just talking about how all this great work, whether it was done, you know, centuries ago, decades ago, the question is, um, will some of this work lose its connection to the next generation and the next generation? And so there are things that, um, that I've seen over my 51 years of life, one of them that it, it feels, at least for me, it feels like it's becoming a lost art, is gratitude. Mm -hmm. just, just gratitude amongst people. So it, 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 and you don't have to necessarily have a philosophical or deep conversation about it, but um, as Joe was just sharing the history of our family and what's been passed on, faith for sure. And yes, uh, gratitude, right? <laughs> I can't tell, and I know we've, we've uh, shared with you and all of the nephews and nieces, all of the kids, one of the things that we were raised with was being thankful, you know, grandpa and grandma just saying, hey, it, it doesn't matter if you know the person or not, always say thank you, you know, just being polite. And so that gratitude, I, 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 and, and I was with my, my two daughters, we were uh, sitting across each other from the dinner table and just having conversation. They went to an event this past weekend put on by Young Life Ministry Sharp Top. Yeah. And so I, I just enjoyed just hearing their perspective and and that topic came up, you know. And and I even asked him, I said, do, do you do you feel like like our ki kids grateful and thankful? And, and and one of them said, they we we are, you know, then they included themselves, we are, but we just don't express it. For what what those reasons are, I don't know, but somehow, it just um, 
it, 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 it's, it's something that can get lost. And, and for me as a, a husband, as a father, and just as a person, that's one thing that I, I know is still so important uh, for me to live out and to, to pass on to my kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing that. Um, I guess last, last uh, point of conversation, and I guess this will go along with kind of making an impact, but in a different vein, um, here in Franklin, and I'm sure around the country, I've been seeing a lot of uh, signs in people's yards for the local elections. I know we're having a, mm -hmm. a mayoral election in Franklin <laughs> and the aldermen. In fact, uh, last week, uh, I was home with Alexis and someone knocked on our door and it was a man who was, he was running himself for alderman here wow. in Franklin. And he was telling us, I, I remember his, uh, this is sad. I don't remember his name, yeah. but I remember he said, I care about the water and I care about the children. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Hmm, I mean, uh, <laughs> I do too. So I guess I'm going to vote for you. <laughs> he, he actually lives in our neighborhood and he's running for, uh, anyways, that has sparked a conversation that me and Alexis have been having at home just about because uh, yesterday um, the guy running against him had an ice cream social in our neighborhood. And so then you changed your mind, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, we were we were like, should we go? Should we not? But we were just going to go for the ice cream. I love but it. Anyways, we've been. Alexis and I have been talking a lot about like local politics just here in Franklin yeah. and uh, Alexis was like, how do you get to, how do you get to run for mayor? How do you get to run for alderman or, or whatever? And I told her, well, I guess you just, yeah. you just start doing it. You yeah. campaign and hopefully yeah. you're well connected in your community and you have, uh, obviously you need finances somehow. And, um, Alexis said, do you think anyone in your family would ever run for mayor of Franklin or, or want to be? Yeah, I mean, your family, you guys have been here for a while. And I said, I don't know. I don't know if that's a desire. And I said, I guess I'll have to ask them. So yeah. I want to ask you guys. Wow. You guys have been here in the Nashville area for over 30 years in Franklin for close to that now. Have you ever thought about in some way becoming a civil servant running for elected office here in Franklin? <laughs> That's funny. That's a great question. Uh, Alexis, I appreciate that you would respect the family that much to think one of us could <laughs> run. Um, that's funny. So mom had a client, and he's a new client, and uh, I won't say his name, but after he, she cut his hair, like, I, I don't know if it was at the appointment, he goes, by the way, do you mind if I put my sign out in front of your yard? Because we live on the corner. <laughs> What's and he running for? He's alderman. Okay. And lo normally we don't like, you know, I don't know why, but I think mom was caught and like, oh, sure. So she put his sign in. It's been there for a couple of weeks. This morning and mom and I, me and my, our walk, the guy, he, thought, he goes, hi, I'm uh, such and such. And it was him, and uh -huh. he and I said, "I know who you are." You, I didn't say that, yeah. but in my mind, I'm like, "Your sign is in my yard." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. But uh, <laughs> man, would I run ever, Josh? I think today, um, 
I won't I don't have any interest now and I'm not proud of that, but I think if when you guys were in school, I was much more engaged with what was going on in the community, probably mm -hmm. selfish reasons, just because oh man, I uh like I would show up for votes, I would uh endorse people, you know, oh, because the way they voted. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, uh I think we talked about this on another show. My um my belief in the political system in America right now is not at an all-time high, mm -hmm. and yet I do know that they all. It's been said, hey, it's the local offices that matter the most. So I'm going to vote this year. Yeah. Uh, would I ever go for alderman or mayor? I I don't. Not me personally yeah. right now. Now maybe when Josiah starts going to school, yeah. and I think <laughs> I might put my name in the hat. Yeah. I don't have a desire to run for a local office or position, but, um, and I think to a certain degree, uh, a lot of us in our family and, and with just even the brothers, I think we're always, uh, we're always trying to listen out to what's going on in, in the world of politics, locally and then just nationally, of course. Um, and we have friends. We, as as uh, Garth Brooks, we have friends in high places, right? Mm -hmm. That that are engaged either in politics or that are very connected. They're didn't uh, Garth Brooks say I have friends in low low places? places. <laughs> I know Garth Brooks. Well, my low politics places. is low know. places too. Yeah. So it's still appropriate. Exactly. Yeah, that was. But um, so, and we've had conversations with um, one of our dear friends who. If I mention who he's connected to, it, it's 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 fascinating yeah. to hear the conversations, and it's actually quite inspiring, right? Because um, whether you're just uh, supporting as a voter, which is you know our that's our process, and it's an important process to be a part of, or if you're like, no, I'm I'm going to go and be active boots on the ground and have effect, be in these meetings. We need people out yeah. there. We need good people, number one. We need uh, people of faith to, to be in these circles. And, um, because I, I know part of our duty as believers is to pray, for sure. But there are people that, you know, they have a passion to, to actually mix it up and stir it up and go fight. Yeah. Because it is a battle. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a battle more than ever before. Our, our country is in dire straits. So I, I maybe not at the moment. I I probably wouldn't run for office, but I'm always interested in in figuring out well what's what's other ways, you know. I think the church plays a role, and we 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 have to be wise. We have to, um, y you know, it it's it's uh it's not the most popular thing to to advocate for. Yeah, but it's actually one thing very important right now to to be engaged mm -hmm. and not be like just someone who's under a rock and like, Oh no, I'm, I'm just here praying and I'm reading. Nah, you, you, we, we've got to, we got to have effect on culture. Sure. And so I honor the people who, who definitely uh, have that passion. When, when Alexis was asking you, man, what, how do they, I think you need all the, what you, all of the above. You need to, you know, have resources and connections, mm -hmm. but it starts with, if if it's a calling, right? Yeah. Like you've got to be called yeah, to I that agree. for sure. You've got to have a passion to say, man, I, I see where the need is. It's water and taking care of yeah. children, yeah. right? 
Would you do it, Josh? No. No. Okay. No. But I, I would say from the out, you, you would be a great, great candidate. <laughs> you would. You <laughs> would be you, a uncle. great candidate. I don't. You would be the dude that dude who says, I believe in children and water and here's some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you would cover it all. Well, I, uh, you know, so growing up, I played on a baseball team with a kid named yep. Calvin McClendon. Yes. And I always remember his dad. Mm-hmm. Dana. Dana was in was Alderman. An alderman. Yep. I don't think he's in office anymore, but for a yeah. long time yep. he was. And that was my first introduction really to local politics yep. because I just I played baseball with a kid. His dad was an elected in elected office. But I don't know. I've been so I've been a voter, a legal voter now for almost ten years. I've voted um in two presidential elections, I think two midterm elections. And, but I've never voted in local, uh, like, Williamson County or City of Franklin elections. And I'll be honest, like, this probably isn't the right mindset to have. But whenever I have cast a vote in a federal election, I've never necessarily felt like my vote counted. Yeah. Just because I'm, I live in Tennessee, yeah. which is... Uh, if you don't know, it's a far, it's a hard red state. I think the last time Tennessee voted for a Democratic mm-hmm. presidential candidate was Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. So that was what, 1996 okay. or 2000? I don't know. I was yeah. not, yeah. my whole life it's been red, which, so I just always felt like it doesn't really matter who mm-hmm. I vote for, mm-hmm. it's going to go red. But I've been thinking, now that I've been thinking more about the local elections, I do kind of feel like, well, maybe my vote does actually matter in this one. Yeah. And maybe I should be paying attention to who's running for mayor and alderman. And so I'm going to vote yeah. uh, in our local elections. It's I know voting day is, or election day is October 24th here in Franklin. And um, if you're listening and you have, I'm sure you probably have local elections coming up and you want to feel like your vote matters. I I would encourage you to think about voting in your local county or city elections. And shout out to those who do run for office. You know, I I can't imagine that the uh, sacrifice and the commitment that it takes. So um, we have a close friend and a cousin and a partner, Debbie Baker. She's the mayor. Did you know Miss Debbie? She's a mayor for La Puente, California. And Debbie, we're thankful for you. Shout and, out uh, Debbie and Monty. Yeah, I'm sure we have other cousins who are affiliated with in politi- local politics or national level too. And man, much respect, much honor. Yeah, I think when that man came up and told, gave us his, his spiel, I was, it was the first time where I thought, he, I guess he's a politician. He's just a guy who lives in my neighborhood. When he told me I, I care about clean water and good schools and ta- keeping our children safe, I actually thought it, maybe this guy, even if it's just here in Franklin, Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. maybe he actually could make an impact on yeah. the promises totally. that he's saying. Because sure. when I hear national candidates saying yeah. things, I've been hearing them my whole life, and I often don't see yeah. them come through on their promises. It makes me think you guys are just saying things, yeah. trying to get my vote. But yeah. I actually feel like maybe this maybe if you're working small enough, you can make real change sure. in, in the community. So. Sure. I, I, and I think with how this whole conversation has gone, 
we were talking about life and we were, t we were sharing our thoughts about Miss Anna mm -hmm. and now talking about having an impact, you know, in, in, as an elected official, we probably, not all of us will be elected officials, but all of us can have impact. Yeah. That's, that's the beautiful thing of life and the way God created us and designed us is um, not to sound cliche-ish, but it's like, find your lane, find what you're passionate about. And, and somewhere in there, you're gonna have impact. You'll have impact on wherever you're at, wherever you're posted. So, great talk, man. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here and talking. And if you ever do decide to run for office, <laughs> I will ask hey, you we at least have a hundred votes from the Katina family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if you're running yeah. in Franklin and you want a good voting block, yeah. come talk to yeah. us. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Thanks, thank Josh. You, Thanks for having us, Thanks, man. Josh. Love you, love you, cousins. Yep. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Thank you.